podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, January 6th, 2024. Happy New Year, everyone, and Happy New Year, Gordo. Hello. How you doing, Andy? Did you have a good New Year? Did you I have did... steak pie? No, I uh, I uh, had a curry ordered from the Mount Cafe, an absolute feast. It's great. Oh, nice. Uh, anyone enough. on the south side of Glasgow, Mount Cafe in Gifnick, tremendous. Great. I mean, starting with sponsorship, like zero point sponsorship deals here, but it does sound like a big segment. To, to commit to the first part of an unrelated podcast, <laughs> you asked the question, my friend. I did. I mean, and you've you've and you've given a very accurate answer. So I'm glad you've a comprehensive good answer. Yep. What we're all about here, um, and bringing in the new year with us is Dave Greenfield. How are you, Dave? Yeah, not bad. Thanks, guys. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Got any Chinese restaurants you want to shout out in Birmingham? Uh, no, no, no. We didn't have Chinese. To be fair, we might. Uh, Homemade Chinese curry and watched Rick Astley bring it in the new year. So, <laughs> so did right, so did so did we. And there's and right, I know this is <laughs> this is incredibly unrelated, right? But I was at someone's uh, like a, a a New Year party, right? And they had a, a fire stick in the TV with the BBC on on that as well. Um, and two things happened. One, we were trying to get BBC Scotland and couldn't get it to work. First <laughs> off which is generally quite, like, BBC Scotland is generally how I bring in the new year, and it's the same people. So this year, it was Rick Astley, like, in the, the whatever, BBC London for this. And uh, the second thing was, it was only one minute delay that no one knew about, right? <laughs> so the countdown started, and the people were like, oh, I'll take out my phone and get a picture, and looked at it, and it was zero, 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 one. <laughs> was like, oh, right, we've missed the new year. And the second thing that happened that I'd never done, I'd never seen before, was they do like a, and welcoming in the new year with our royal majesty. The telly never gets switched off so quickly in one go, right? Everyone, because <laughs> no one had watched the kind of BBC London thing before, because generally it's like there's a guy with a cannon at Edinburgh Castle, and that's what you watch for the next five minutes is them just peppering the outskirts of Leith with actual cannonballs. But, um, yeah, it was uh, it was very interesting, and Rick Astley was very very good. I'd consider going to see him. So his his promo material has worked very well. <laughs> good. There we there we go. I didn't great start. My TV didn't go on once, so no idea. All fun and game, but there was football and plenty of it uh, between Christmas and New Year, and we of course had a. A show last week, albeit just myself and Gordo, so we could run through the results then before cracking into the picks for this weekend with a full complement of three of us. Um, and I've got a, I've got a feeling a lot of these games are going to be three pm Saturday kickoffs. Let's just say that with the the small selection of football that is on around the world with various winter breaks and things like that. Okie doke. So last week then, Gordo, just myself and you, I got us off to the worst possible start by losing my banker, taking Arsenal away at Fulham. Took the lead within five minutes. Exactly what you'd want. Two goals for an early payout. Nah, they went on to lose the match. Could beat 2-1. Such an yeah. Arsenal thing to do when top of the league at Christmas. <laughs> Very Arsenal to do that. So um, Arsenal. It was... Well, mine fared much better. Um, I, I'd taken Sporting away at Portman Ends. Uh, they won 
this game was not without a bit of jeopardy, though. Uh, it was the last game of the weekend for me. Um, Sporting took the lead, gave it away, and then immediately got it back. So I had a 13-minute, uh, about 10 minutes later, got it back. Uh, so I had a, a 10-minute wait when I was like, I can't, we can't go zero for two on bankers here. But yeah, oh. banker in, 2-1. Good stuff. And my value then came in, which was excellent. This was early, actually. It was Friday at 7 p.m. in League One. Home win for Wigan against Carlisle, and you were paid out after 36 minutes when Wigan went 2-0 up, and they went on to see out the game and win 2-0. Good result for you. Bad result for me. Uh, I had taken Udine- I had taken Bologna away at Udinese. Udinese, who hadn't won a, a home game in like 17. Uh, congratulations on your 3-0 win, Udinese, uh, over Bologna. Uh, Bologna, in a rare run of form after beating Atalanta the week before, um, it came down to one of those, I've watched all the highlights and watched part of this game live as well. It came down to, you ever seen a team who would love, like basically Brighton, they absolutely love playing against like top four teams that are going to press uh-huh. them, that they can hit on counters. But when asked to to create uh, their own attacks, maybe Brighton of the last couple of years, that that's what it looked like. Um, so yeah, Udinese just continually did to them what they've been doing to every other team in the league. Uh, so a disappointing result there, possibly the worst value of 2023, but thankfully, we're in 2024. We instantly forget it. The slate is wiped clean. We're into 2024. Um, I ended 2023 with an outsider loss. I took Glasgow Rangers away at Celtic in the Old Firm derby, and Celtic won the game 2-1. But Rangers made a real go of this, despite going a man down after 70 minutes. Tavernier scored a great free kick and they really put pressure on to get back into the game but couldn't quite do it. So no outsider win for me but a, a good game of football to watch actually. Should have had a blighted penalty as well. Agreed. Uh, now everyone then afterwards all the, you see all the Celtic fans on social media going ah there was an offside in the build up and that's why it wasn't given. That isn't why it wasn't given. They fucking only noticed that like way later. Way later. There is no way the officials noticed there was an offside in the build up and didn't give that goal because they, re- they didn't restart the game with an offside. They were at it. Like, they've made an arse of it and they've fortunately found that there was an offside in the build-up several seconds earlier and been able to, like, get a, a get-out-of-jail-free card. But you're right, Dave, it was a horrendous VAR refereeing. Really, really poor. Um, now, I'm not, I'm not saying like that from a pro-Rangers slant because I, uh, because I backed Rangers in the game. It's just VAR is utilised so so badly what should have happened there was check for the penalty it is a clear penalty check the build up find out it's an offside give a free kick for offside there was none of that they basically gave nothing because they're just incompetent and there's my rant against process I I feel like I I feel like you could sort VAR situation in Scotland with a flowchart easily (laughs) just be like step one check for foul play step (laughs) two was it offside um, I don't. I don't know why they. I, and it's not like it's Scotland only that managed to make an arse of it. Like in no, England, it's, it's well, not better. Bro, no. It's no better. It doesn't seem to be that much better anywhere. So, nah, who knows? Anyway, the outsider didn't come in. Um, although it was a tight game and it was a good game to watch. I got really fucked in my outsider, and I'd like to take a proper complaint about it here. Um, <laughs> this cost me about two hundred and eighty quid. Uh, this was add a couple of draws on in the Scottish Championship, one of which was this one. Uh, this was Queen's Park versus Airdrie. And for the life of this game, it looked like it was ending 1-1. Uh, 
Um, it took to the 93rd minute for Airdrie to get a winner here, a very un, well, podcast friendly winner um, that, that like just done yeah. four bets for me. Right. And that was only one of them that, that had done that. I'd done my five team acca because some of the games had been called off. So it went down to like three draws. Um, so frustrating uh, to, to get that notification as well. Um, yeah, just really disappointing there. The other thing to note about this game was <laughs> quite a lot. Well, we've got I've got Queen's Park mates who were at it as well. Uh, and they said that Airdrie basically should have won this game throughout, which is slightly more painful because I feel like I was almost getting away with one until like 90 plus three. <laughs> so, yeah. Queen's Park are is. really bad just now. Really yeah. bad. But they um, only needed to be not be bad for another two for minutes. Another- 20 seconds or something yeah. for you. I know. Brutal. Yeah. Really it, was, brutal. it was crap in there. But uh, yeah, disappointing on that one. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just going to stay away from Queen's Park for a little bit. So no outsiders there, but uh, two two ones in Glasgow that didn't go our way. <laughs> I know. And then my chat, talking about teams that are just really, really bad. Man United are just dire. Like they're just, they're just so, so poor. I thought after seeing them uh, come from behind the previous week, uh, who who was that against? Um, Aston Villa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry, Dave. Uh, But they were very impressive in doing so. They played brilliantly in the second half. They had goals chopped off as well. And I thought they they carry that form into a game against Forest. They're they're going to win, and they're you know better than even money here. No, they, I mean, they went 1-0 down. They equalised with 15 minutes to go. And I thought, right, now's when they turn the screw. But instead of getting the late winner like Man U teams of old would have done, they actually just went and lost. And having watched the whole game, they, they did not deserve to win it. They were they were not good. Forrest were better. Um, interesting if Joy was on the show just to see what his feelings are about Man United right now. But where do they go from here? What What do they do? Like, can Ten Hag get anything out of these guys? Like, what happened? It's the, the club's not right somewhere, is it? The, yeah. Something in the club, whether it's the players don't like Ten Hag or they don't like the training, they don't like whatever, so they're just not putting. But then they put, the, the game against the Villa, the, the second half, they were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That front three, like Rashford, uh, Garnacho, Hoyler, that front three were, were unreal. And then you get to... Whether it's just because they think I oh, were buying Forest and they don't turn up, I don't know. There's something not right in the club somewhere that needs Indeed. sorting out. So I think we'll, also, we'll leave them unless we're backing them to lose. Yeah. They also um, they can they don't mind playing against teams that again will give them space. Like Villa wanted to win that game. Forest were quite content with whatever happened as long as it wasn't you know big goals related, disastrous. And then, yeah. You just get so much. You get so much confidence from getting to seventy minutes, like at one-one. Like you'd think to yourself, "Well, we could probably go on and nick this," but yeah, Man United are shit. Which I mean, didn't charity bet didn't come in, and we both basically uh, two of my least favorite teams were involved in, in each, uh, and neither won, which generally would be quite nice for me. However, we backed them both, so my charity bet. Hearts. We both really liked Hearts to beat Ross County. <laughs> Fucking Ross County went up 2-0 away from home. Hearts have been unbelievable. And even resumed that form midweek. Like, Hearts went on 1-0 down at Livy and come back and won 2-1. You 
Yet two really quick-fire second-half goals, an own goal by Cochrane and Jan Danda scoring uh, for County. Hearts then got their act together, uh, got two goals within an eight-minute stretch with Vargas and Shankland, who we will talk about in a second. Uh, and then they just they couldn't get a third after that. With 10 minutes to go, 11 minutes to go, a regular time, and then whatever they're adding on for VAR, you kind of would expect Hearts to, to make a bit more of a go of it, but they didn't man- manage to in here. So zero for two on the charity shouts. What I will say about it is, do you, Burr, think, Shank- no. do you think Shankland is out of here in January? To where? Now, I speak to Rangers fans because a lot of people say he's going to go to Rangers, but... I don't think many Rangers fans actually want him. Rangers have just took um, what's his face of silver on live of Wolves as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So Fabio uh, Silva. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I don't know how much would he go for. Is another is another very important question here. How much would teams be looking? You know, how much would you be looking to get for him if your hearts five million? Depends where you sell him to. Put it out at five million and accept something like two. He's not going to play abroad. Step up is in England Championship League One. Yeah, it's not Premier League anyway. It's it's Championship. It's Championship, championship. most likely, I would say. He's basically Jordan Rhodes again in this instance. (laughs) So see if you want about twelve goals a season of your main man in the Championship. This is what you're getting from. and yeah, I think there's probably championship teams that could use a, everyone could use a, a striker. Rangers are just missing one desperately, but again, their fan base they don't they, they don't really want as Andy said. Like they, they they'd be quite happy with someone else coming in. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it's important for him over the next few months get a lot of game time because he's yes. like he's he is on the edge in the Scotland squad. Like there's the He'll probably go. I mean, but he needs to be continually scoring. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, and he's, I mean, he's doing himself no harm at the moment at Hearts. If he stays at Hearts and continues to bang in goals, he goes. But does he? T- if he takes that step up and sits on Blackburn's bench for six months, he probably doesn't. <laughs> so it depends yeah. on what he does. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, interesting one to watch and see. Would it surprise me if he ended up at Rangers? Probably not. Really? Like, they have a habit of not needing guys and just getting them anyway. Might yeah. put some money on Gad Sunderland. You think? Got, uh, somewhere like that. They haven't, they haven't got forward, have they, Sunderland? And they yeah. did well with Ross Rush Stewart. They sold yeah. him to Southampton in the summer, so they might be interested more. <laughs> you think they found themselves a, a, a pipeline? They're, they're just, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're like your. Uh, Right, you're about to get sold after we play you exclusively <laughs> up front and get a bit of money for you. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Awesome, man. Oh, well, overall, not the best end to the year. We did hit two charity bets in December, which was lovely, uh, but weren't able to replicate it there. So we're about to head to the break, as always. Um, for those of us uh, that support us on Patreon, £6 a month, www.tramplebet.com. You'll find the link in there. You get this podcast as a video podcast, uh, early release as well. So you will get this when just as soon as we finish recording. It's 5pm on Wednesday. Um, so you'll get it on Wednesday night as opposed to having to wait for the Thursday release of the audio only. And also you get the middle section instead of the ad break. Uh, so you get to hear us talk about some other sports uh, and some other bets that we like for this weekend that didn't make the main show 
And finally, you get a cheat sheet, so all the picks written down. So you do get something back for it. Check it out on www.tramplebet.com. And thank you to all of our patrons already. Right, guys, we shall see you after this short Welcome back, and now on to this week's picks for the weekend of Saturday, January 6th, 2024. The first picks of the new year. You'll get a banker pick from each of us, a value from each of us, an outsider from each of us, and then we will make one selection each to be combined in a treble, £10 of our own money on that treble, and all returns from that bet will go to charity should it be a winner. Starting us off then, the first banker of the year from myself is Saturday at 3pm in Scotland in League One for Falkirk versus Queen of the South. So Falkirk are top of the table, powering ahead in League One um, and look to keep it up against fifth placed Queen of the South. Falkirk are having a great season. 46 points from 18 matches. They've scored 44 times. They've conceded only 11 uh, Queens are bang on mid-table. Uh, they've 23 points from 19 games. They've scored 27 but conceded 32. They sit in fifth. Um, when looking at Falkirk's home form, unsurprisingly, the way they're dominating the league, they're also top of the home match league table. They've got an incredible 25 points from nine games, uh, scoring 22 and conceding just four times. So that's an excellent home record, 25 out of possible 27. Form-wise, they're also top of the league's five-game form table. 13 points from the last five matches. Queens, as I said, mid-table. They're all right. The recent form's been pretty good. They've managed 10 points from the last five games. But they're a class below Falkirk here. Their away performances are also pretty mediocre. They've, they've managed 13 points from nine away games. Um, Falkirk will have too much for them. 3-10 to 10 for a Falkirk win. I think that's a really decent price um, for a team that pretty much always wins when they're playing at home in the league. So Falkirk, start off the banker bets for this year. So as Andy correctly predicted, uh, a lot of these games will be at 3pm on Sunday. My, uh, sorry, 3pm on Saturday. Mine will not be. I'm at 4pm on Sunday. This is the Turkish Super League. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, so I'll be at Turkish Super League in a familiar face on the podcast uh, for my first Turkish pick. Um, will be Galatasaray at home to Konyaspor. Uh, and you can get them to win this game at 2-7. to seven. Galatasaray tied on points at the top of the table. Uh, they've taken 44 points from 17 games. 17 games in, they've conceded nine total goals. They are uh, pretty impressive when it comes to holding out teams uh, <laughs> from scoring against them. Uh, this contrasts with Konyaspor, who are 16th, one place above the relegation zone. Um, Galatasaray's home form has been pretty damn good. Uh, in their last five home games, they've won four and drawn one. Drawn one against an inferior team, Man United. Um, and they have, uh, in their <laughs> Konyaspor's away form, in the last five, has been two draws in their last two games and three losses. However, their two draws have came against two teams that are right down at the bottom of the table. Sam Sunspor, who occupy the space below them, and Alanyaspor, who occupy uh, uh, occupy the space above them. They're not doing it against teams that are realistically in a chance with winning this league. This won't be a game they'll be looking at thinking, we're really going to be able to go at this. They'll sit in. Galatasaray will have far too much for them in here. 
And Galatasaray have just been very, very good at, um, at winning when they need to as well in here. Um, they've got guys like Hakim Ziyech, Hakim Ziyech in the, in the team as well, who, who are really good at breaking down teams and play long raking balls in there. Um, pretty close and shut win for me here. Again, there's not as much football on as we would have liked, but uh, I think we can still find some good winners in there. And Galatasaray are one of them for me. Dave, where are we? What you got? Yeah, I'm uh, in England on Saturday at three o'clock and I'm in the National League North. And it's uh, Tamworth against Buxton, and uh, I'm going to attack Tamworth at home at four to seven. Uh, Tamworth uh, joint first in the league, got them fifty three points. Uh, just below Scunthorpe on goal difference, and um, Buxton are seventeenth. They've only got thirty points. Uh, Tamworth are third in the form table, attacking twelve from their uh, last five games, where Buxton have only taken four. Uh, Tamworth have got the second best home form in the league. They took 30 points from 13 home games. They scored 28 and only conceded eight at the, at the land, their own ground. Uh, they've only lost once in the last seven, Tamworth. Um, they had a double-header against Rushall over the to the play on Boxing Day and then uh, we played on the 30th because in that league, they like to put the closest games together so there isn't much travelling over the Christmas period good okay that's a good way of doing it geographical yeah, sense yeah. I like that yeah. the Scottish League could learn shitloads from that <laughs> instead of putting on games where people literally can't get home because <laughs> there's no there's no trains on and freaking a team based in Dumfries has to be in Inverness on a Friday yeah, night that's what they do because it's just like that. it's just so hard with the travel over Christmas yeah. that do but yeah but I mean they beat Rushall 2-1 in both games. Uh, Russell actually took the lead in both games and Tamworth came back. So I, I saw them obviously live last week and they, they look a good outfit, to be fair, Tamworth. Um, and yeah, Buxton have only won once in their last six games. Tamworth have also scored 12 games in the last five for the, the scoring point for really as well. Kyle Finn's got 10 goals from midfield for him. He scored twice against Russia last week. Um, yeah, like I said, they're just looking good. They're, they're giving Scunthorpe a good run. So, yeah, I th- think we should have a comfortable home win. Nice. Ideal. That's two out of the three bankers then, not in early payout leagues. Uh, yeah. National National League North and uh, Scotland's <laughs> League One do not make the cut <laughs> when it comes to early payout leagues on Bet365. Um, so if you fancied the banker treble uh, combining them all this week, that's wins for Falkirk, Galatasaray and Tamworth, all home wins. It combines to 1.7 to 1, which is pretty good. Um, getting up nearer 2 to 1 than we are, um, than we are even. So I like that to start the year. On to the value picks then, and this is where we try to go for something around even money that we think has a, a much better shot than those 50% odds of coming in. Um, for mine, I am in Scotland again, a league above this time in the Championship for the Friday night game. So this will be on TV. This will be on BBC Alba, I presume, or BBC Scotland for Queen's Park versus Dunfermline. Now, Gordon said he'll be staying away from Queen's Park. Not me. I'll be backing them to lose because they are dreadful. Um, being, I'm a fan of a team in this league Dun- Dundee United so I've seen both of these sides in action quite a lot and both very recently in Queen's Park were, were terrible um, although it was a nil-nil draw with Dundee United Dundee United were terrible that day as well but Queen's Park looked like that game could have gone on for 500 minutes and it still would have been nil-nil um, there, there was no goal threat really from anybody uh, 
Queen's Park are bottom of the league, still bottom of the league, 14 points from 18 games. Only six of those 14 points have come at home. So they're they're even worse when they're in Glasgow in front of their own fans at Hamden. Um, they're also bottom of the league's five-game form table. They've picked up just one point from their last five games and it was indeed that nil-nil draw with Dundee United. Dunfermline, they're placed in fifth, so that's it's a 10-team league, so that's that's mid-table. They've got 23 points from 18 games and they do travel quite well, actually. As an away-from-home team, they've picked up 13 points from nine away games. So 23 points in total and 13 of them have come on the road, so more on the road than at home. So the home-away split actually works out very nicely here. Dunfermline are 5-4. to four. That's, that's too big for, for my eyes. Like I'd take them at evens. So the extra money you're getting there with with the five to four is is really good value. That's okay. Well, I'll be going to two teams that I haven't seen recently. Uh, this is in Turkey. This is uh, this is on Saturday. This game. You're um, you're like that guy. You're like that guy on Family Fortunes. You ever seen that very famous clip? No. <laughs> Which one is that? <laughs> At the end, where you know he goes into a locked room and uh, is the other person in his team gets asked five quick fire questions and then he comes out and has to do the fact that it's like name something you take to the beach and he answered turkey for the first three of them name something you take to the beach turkey <laughs> <laughs> he must his headphones must have slipped and he must have gotten his head one of the answers is turkey he just kept yeah. saying turkey just kept like, saying turkey which is what you're doing right now yes it is but I'm doing it with good reasoning because I fancy those Rizaspor boys at home against Hatchaspor um, so Let's talk a bit about these two teams, maybe less recognised on the podcast for outright winning, maybe more recognised on goal for goals with Joey's uh, uh, run just before Christmas. So I really like Riesensport at home here. Um, they're seventh in a 20-team league, taking 26 points from their 17 games. They play against a Hatchesport team who have taken 19 points from their 17 games. So not a million miles away from each other. Um, the difference comes in how their last five games have each went. Riesensport have won four out of their last five. Um, beating Pendikspor, Bashak Shahir, and Istanbul Spor. Uh, the cup gear in there against Bukaspor, who are, you know, m- much further down the leagues. Um, and then the game before that, they, they lost 1 0 to Galatasaray. So, so, really not that terrible a result here. Uh, Hatchespor's last five away games have been abysmal. They have <laughs> they've lost four out of the five, including to Istanbul Spor, who are the rock bottom team in this league taking five total points this season out of 17. Three of them came against Hatchespor. Not a very good uh, team to be losing games against. If you contrast that with Riesensport, they managed to beat them. So Riesensport are, are a bit of a better team here at home. Um, they've only played twice uh, in the two teams' histories, just with the nature of Turkish football and that your team could be a Champions League qualifier one year and four years later cease to exist. <laughs> it's just how the Turkish league tend to, tends, tends to work. Um, Riesensport have been good here uh, and I think they'll continue their, their home form here. You'll get them just over even money to do so. 12 to 11. So I think it's a, it's, it's a good shout to be taking them in here. An early payout league um, and I really like them. So that's 10.30 on Saturday morning. So uh, if you've just... I don't know, 10.30 on a Saturday morning. If you're either just waking up or you're just back from, uh, you might still be in the casino, depending on who you are. Um, or if you, I was going to say, just back from a part run, but it's much more likely that the person listening to this is still in the casino. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, um, if you're looking for something to do on Saturday morning, uh, 
this game will be on and one to watch. So, Reza Sport at home to Hatches Sport, 12 to 11. Dave, where in Turkey are you? you uh, Istanbul Sport sound, sound like a team that like Pro Evo made it when they didn't have the rights to like yes. <laughs> get the actual teams. Turkey yeah, Red like, against Istanbul yeah. Sport. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm uh, again Saturday at three o'clock. Uh, I'm starting in the Midlands, but this time I'm in the National League, and it's uh, Solihull Moors against Woking, and uh, I like Solihull Moors at six to five. Um, Solihull fourth. Uh, they've got forty three points from their twenty six games. Uh, Woking a twentieth in a twenty four team league. Uh, they've got twenty seven from twenty six. Uh, Solihull did lose on New Year's Day to Chesterfield, who are top of the league. But on Boxing Day, they beat them 2 0 at home. And to be fair, Chesterfield are running away with with the league. To be fair, that probably won't be caught. Chesterfield, so good result there for uh, Solihull. Um, Woking have only won once in their last eleven games as well, so they're, they're on a poor run here. Um, Solihull are in the in the playoffs. So this weird playoff fixture where obviously first goes up, second and third white, and then third and fourth will play each other, and fifth and sixth will play each other, and then the winners play second and third, and it's all really messed up how <laughs> to work a playoff. But anyway, but if Solihull can get into that second or third spot, they'll have one less game to play. In the playoffs than the others, so uh, obviously they need to keep winning to get up there. And I think they're a good price here. Six to five is pretty decent for you know a team in fourth place, team in twentieth that have just beat the league leaders. Yeah, that sounds like a good price. It's coming. I know we bet it's thirteen to ten just now on on bet six five, uh, but that means all the value picks this week are better than even money. So Dunfermline at five to four, Riza Sport at twenty one to twenty, and Solly Moors at thirteen to ten. Man, if you were to take them as a treble, 9.6 to 1. Again, Gordon's Turkish shout being the only one that's in an early payout league, so just bear that in mind. It did give me a good chuckle, Dave, when you were talking. I did have a look at this game earlier on when you put it uh, in the group because the relegation system is so simple in this league. Like, see, if you're a 24th kid, you're fucked. You're gone, right? But, like, if you're in 6th, You've got to wait like, ah, yeah, sorry, second's got to play third and then uh, we're working out when four, fourth will play first next year. To <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, it's so, but so clean cut, like, you're in the bottom four, done. Yeah. You're out. So yeah, Bizarre. anyway. There we go. Okay, on to the outsiders then. And this is where we try and pick something that we think will win, but it's been priced up as an underdog in their game. And for me, uh, with the obviously, I, I usually like the German leagues, the Danish leagues, the Japanese leagues. None of them are on this weekend, so I find myself in uncharted territory in the FA Cup where anything can happen. So, hopefully, that's a good place for outsiders. Friday night at quarter past seven, so 7 15 pm for Brentford versus Wolves. Um, this one jumped out at me straight away because Wolves are a two to one dog here to beat a Brentford team that's lost their last five matches in a row. Not only that, this exact fixture was played one week ago, last Wednesday. We're recording this on Wednesday. Seven days ago, they played Brentford versus Wolves at Brentford, and Wolves won 4-1. 
they're two to one to the, to win again. It's, it's it just seems too big for me. I don't know if if there's been talk in the press or something leading up to this where Wills have said we're not going to concentrate on the cup at all. I don't think there has been. So two to one just seems mad. Dave, what what's your chat on this? Do you have any? What um, do you think of this particular is this game? Because Dave's a secretly a Wolves fan, are we still keeping? No, it's because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's more because you know Dave loves the FA Cup. Um, yeah, I, I, I would think Wolves are quite an odd project. I think they're a club that will probably take this more seriously than a, a few of the other clubs. I, I certainly don't think they're going to get relegated. They're not going to make it into Europe. They're going to be in that like middle section of the Premier League. So. The cup runs exactly what they need. Um, I know they'll be missing um, Huang because he's uh, in South Korean duty, or I think okay. it's South Korean, is he or Korean? Anyway, I think he's got some duty over there. So I know they're missing him. And they probably will make a couple of changes, but I don't think they'll make a wholesale change as well. I think, I think Brentford might. Um, not sure Tony's back yet. Is a I think it's the end of John Tony's back. Yeah. Well, it depends if you believe what the fantasy football app tells you. Right. Oh, uh, is he available on fantasy football? No, no. I think I think he's right. expected back like end of January. But you know, yeah. I wasn't hundred percent sure when his ban was up, but it, I think it's the end of Jan. So that yeah, they'll be without Tony still. So yeah, I think they're a good price here. Well. Cool. No, I like it. It just jumped out me that this fixture happened a week ago and Wolves won it so convincingly. Yeah. But let's see if they can do it again. And two to one is definitely big enough for me to take a, a, a speculative bet on them. Gordo, we've got one FA Cup tie. Are you following in the uh in the cup competitions? I mean I'm Sierra A as opposed to but it is a cup okay. competition, but it's season long. Uh and you play quite a lot of games for it. As it you are awarded the cup at the end of it. It is not knockout tie. Frozenoni no. versus Monza. Let's talk about this game. So Frozenoni versus Monza. Frozenoni last season got promoted into this league. Uh, they're playing against a Monza team who joined them uh, by coming up. Um, Frozenoni have been very, very good at home uh, to start out the season for them uh, here, which is incredibly key if you want to still be in this uh, league at the end of the season. Uh, they've taken 17 points from nine games here. Um, they've frustrated the big teams as well. Um, when they've when they've had to play against them. So uh, if you look at the record, they beat Atalanta in here. Um, they lost narrowly. They lost to a last-minute goal um, by Vlahovic, uh, by Juventus last week. Um, but they draw a lot of games when they're playing against teams that are around them. So they don't mind sitting in, but when they've got to play around, it, they've kind of found out a bit... They've been very fortunate with some of their results that they've got around um, kind of teams up towards the, the, the top of the league here. You look at the game against Genoa, they were the last-minute goal team here uh, that got them out of a 1-1 draw and a 2-1 win. Um, I think this game's heading towards a draw for me in here. Um, Monza's away form, they had a 0-0 draw in Map- uh, Napoli uh, last, uh, the last game of the for the winter break in here and here. Uh, they drew with Cagliari in here, they beat Verona away from home and they lost narrowly to Roma in there. Um, they'd won 3-0 loss to AC Milan fine uh, in there that's 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 teams that are towards the top of the league in there they also then uh, a one each draw with Lazio and they beat Sassuolo 1-0 so they're two teams that have the capability to to go out and get something out of this game 
And I also think they're two teams that would be quite happy with a draw in this position. Um, the game just screamed to me draw when it came out there. Mons are just above them in the league. They've taken 22 points from 18 games. Frozenori have taken 19 points from 18 games. Um, neither of them look likely to be involved in the relegation battle with how poor um, Empoli and Cagliari have been. They're both you know five and uh, eight points clear of them. So I think this game is heading towards a draw. Um, you'll get this, uh, the odds of a draw here is 23 to 10. Only thing to note about this game that I thought would be fun to bring here is that what do you associate Italian football with? Just, I'm throwing this question out there. Defence, um, passing, 1-0 wins. No, I was going to say, what's it now in the ball block? Was it John Richardson? He used to do football Italian. Oh, <laughs> right, Italian I, I, thought you're... <laughs> I was like, who the fuck did get transferred over there and you've been watching this season that you were talking about? When you said um, the bald bloke in Italian football, I thought you were talking about Pierluigi Colina. Luigi Colina, as if that was yeah. exactly who I, I He's was the like, bald yeah. bloke. <laughs> now, Andy was getting the thread that I was looking for there. This game has generated a ton of goals each time it's been played. Last five meetings, 3 Like These are not Italian scores. They are more reminis- reminiscent of perhaps the Friday night games in the Dutch second division. Uh, when when things end up four three, the home of Chris Kelly for uh, for trying to back over three and a half goals. But yeah, I'll be taking this as a draw. You'll get it at twenty three to ten. Dave, where are you? Uh, I'm in uh, League One again Saturday at three pm, and I already know you don't particularly like this. It's, it's I don't uh, know, but that's fine. <laughs> it's your territory. It's Cheltenham against Portsmouth, and uh, I'm going to take Cheltenham at sixteen to five. Uh, Cheltenham are in 23rd. They've got 20 points from 24 games. Uh, Portsmouth are in first. <laughs> I've got 53 points from 25 games. But I'll tell you why I don't like Portsmouth. Uh, so Cheltenham are 13th in the form table. They've taken seven from their last five. Portsmouth are 10th, but they've only taken eight from their last five. So Cheltenham lost uh, 1-0 to Northampton on New Year's Day. But before that, they've got draw. And two wins. Portsmouth beat Stevenage on New Year's Day, but the four games before that, they've got two draws and two losses. So they haven't been in great form, Portsmouth, lately. Um, and you're looking at a Stevenage side here that Darrell Clark took over. Uh, sorry, Stevenage, sorry, Cheltenham. Darrell Clark took over uh, on the 29th of September and they've won, they won five, drawn four, and lost five. Now, this is a team that, that they lost their first 11 league games. They didn't even score a goal in those 11 league games at the start of the season. So, Darrell Clark certainly uh, upturned their form. They scored a few goals. Um, I see they're a good price. And like I said, for Portsmouth side that aren't, they aren't ripping up trees at the minute. Um, yeah, I'm quite happy to go with them. And I've got a, I've got a goal scorer for Joey as well. So, uh, Will Goodwin. He's, uh, he's, average, he's averaging 1.2 shots on target a match for Cheltenham, and you can get him at 10 to 3 for an anytime goal scorer. Nice. I mean, Will Goodson does sound like a former president, I'll give you, though. Like, <laughs> like he was. It's good to see it's hit January already, and Cheltenham's on Dave's mind straight away. <laughs> That's what's happened. We're in 2024. Cheltenham time. <laughs> so. 
the outsiders this week then. A win for Wolverhampton Wanderers in the FA Cup against Brentford. A draw between Frozenoni and Monza. And a win for Cheltenham against Portsmouth. Um, obviously, early payouts for, for Wolves and Cheltenham are available should they take a, t- a two-goal lead. But you don't get early payouts on a draw. They need to fix that somehow. There needs to be something there. You can get a wee early payout on a draw. <laughs> Um, if you're mental enough to combine the three of them and just go straight up in a treble, 40.58 to one. I'll take a wee nibble on the Trixie though, so I only need two out of three um, to come in. Just before we get to the very important um, business of the charity bet, uh, just the word you phrased, the way you phrased a sentence in there, Dave, I'll tell you the reason I don't like Portsmouth, right? <laughs> I was I was on the Dundee United supporters bus uh, up to our broth yesterday, and one one of my friends Neil, I'm sure I'm sure he, he listens to the show now and again, was telling me that he has a friend every year ranks all forty two Scottish clubs in order of how much he hates them and provides reasons why. Brilliant. Now, I believe he's a Morton fan, so Morton are always forty second. But then the rest can the rest can vary, and he gives different reasons. Um, oh, it was tremendous. He was he was giving us an example because he had a copy of this, and he was like, "In sixth, and here's why." <laughs> Some of the reasons are incredibly personal, like like you know what I mean. Um, I I once got a shit pie from there, or something like that, or, or it's about something that happened in nineteen ninety three in a fixture where Martin played them. I was like, that's that's maybe something I need to start doing. Right? Although if yeah. I was to, as as a hardcore season ticket holder, go to away games, Dundee United fan. Dundee United would not always be forty second on that list. <laughs> no, I think they could work the themselves into by. the mid. The mid twenties in a bad season. <laughs> I go and see them all the time. Spend a fortune on them in tenth this year. Dundee United, rubbish. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, on to the charity picks then. Let's try and start the new year with a bang and give some money to charity by getting all three charity selections to come in and have a winning treble. Uh, so. My charity pick, very close to home. All my games are in the UK. This is a good traditional UK kickoff time of 3pm on Saturday in Scottish League 2. And we'll see what our producer, Gary Black, has to say about this one because he is a big Dumbarton fan and I fancy them to win at home against East Fife. Dumbarton are third in the table. They have 30 points from 16 games. East Fife are down in seventh, 10-team league again, uh, with 17 points from 17 games. Dumbarton are in really good form just now. They've taken 10 points in their last five matches. East Fife setting bottom of the form table, just four points from their last five games. Dumbarton have won this head-to-head fixture the last three times the sides have met, so they won three times in 2023 in a row. All by a 1-0 scoreline, though. Uh, but that, that seems to be good. I guess another way you could phrase that is East Fife haven't scored against Dumbarton in the last three meetings. That sounds a lot better, doesn't it? They've lost them all and haven't even scored a goal. Um, with the way that the sides are playing just now, I think that Dumbarton should have enough to put away East Fife here, especially at home. And they're almost even money to do so. The home win for Dumbarton is five to six. Um, but if Gary has anything to say about that, I'm sure we'll hear a wee cut-in segment round about now. Just leaving Gary some some nice air in there to, to rubbish that pick or or you know, add in his blessing to it. Ah, he's a pessimist. There's no way he's like he will he will speak with Conv- caution. Conv- convinced that the Barton will lose every game of the season from now on out. <laughs> but as they're mentioned. Like, as soon as they're mentioned, we've ruined it. <laughs> they've ruined it. You thought about the Barton, we've lost. 
I am not in the UK for my final pick, which is, should be unsurprising considering I haven't been for any of the other ones. But I'm in a league that we've talked about already. Uh, this is the Sierra A. This is Saturday night, 7.45. And I really fancy it. Fiorentina away at Sassuolo. Um, you'll get Fiorentina to win this game over even money, 6-5. to five. Um, And they come into it on red-hot form, having taken 13 points from the last five games against the Sassuolo team who are joint bottom of the last five-game form table. Um, taking one point out of their last five games. They are... Sassuolo have had a, a, a bit of a tough run. They've played against AC Milan in there. They've played against Roma in there. And we did only lose 1-0 and 2-1. But AC Milan and Roma uh, are right around where Fiorentina are in the league at this time of the year. Uh, Fiorentina are in fourth. They've taken 33 points from 18 games. Um, they're playing in Europe this season and playing really well. They've got a bit of a congested fixture period coming up. However, this is the first of those games. So my caution would be on Fiorentina, perhaps in the third fixture that happens in about seven days, I think. They, they play against Napoli in the Super Cup or, and they play against someone else in Europe after that. Um, Sassuolo have taken 16 points from 18 games. Sassuolo actually started the season really well. Um, they beat AC Milan and they beat Napoli in the first couple of weeks however they've kind of marched themselves towards the bottom and yeah they probably won't get relegated they've probably got a wee bit too much for that but they are down in the doldrums Fiorentina tend to grind out results and they tend to win games 1-0 Sassuolo have been losing games by one goal I'd be very happy if Fiorentina uh, Fiorentina won this game 1-0 I'd honestly prefer 2-0 in about 10 minutes in so that the charity bet is just in and I can stop worrying about it. However, I think Fiorentina have enough to beat Sassuolo and you can get them just over even money to do so at 6-5. to five. Dave, where far claims are you taking us for your final pick? I assume you scoured the globe and this will be somewhere that we've, we've never heard of. Actually, it probably is somewhere you've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to finish off in the National League North again, and it's uh, Saturday at 3pm, and it's uh, South Shields against Warrington, and uh, I'm going to take Warrington at 10-3. to uh, Warrington at 12th, I've got 36 points from 25 games. Uh, South Shields are 11th, they've also got 36 points in their 25 games, uh, but this is about the form lately. Warrington are, are 6th, they've taken 10 points from their last five games. Shields are, are bottom. They've taken no points from their last last five games. Um, they actually haven't won a game in their last seven games, South Shields. Um, the, like I said, they've lost five straight, including a, a 2-0 loss to Rush All at home, where I was there for. And we got talking to a few South Shields fans, and they were very worried about the direction the club's heading in. Um uh, they're not happy. The the team's all over the shop. The the owners looking to sell. The investors in the club aren't happy. Apparently, they've gone from part time to full time and lost quite a lot of players. And they've just sat the manager, uh, which was Julio Arca. He used to play for uh, Sunderland and Middlesbrough, Argentinian yeah. left winger. Yeah, uh, but he, he's just gone. Um. So yeah, they're not in a great great time at the minute. South Shields. You look at uh, Warrington have only lost once in their last five. They've got three wins and a draw in that. Um, yeah, South Shields were were fourth 
before in the league and they've just gone on this horrible run of uh, losing these matches and, uh, you know, we'd quite like them to lose another one at the weekend to Warrington. So, yeah, I think a decent price here, Warrington, 10 to throw. 10 to 3 is an enormous price and it's even come down a little bit on Bet365 just now to 11 to 4. Right. So, so just under 3 to 1, but that is a huge shout, Dave, uh, yeah. in, in the charity um, in the charity slot. So that means that we have a charity treble this week. Uh, let me just work out the odds. Wins for, a home win for Dumbarton, an away win for Fiorentina, and an away win for Warrington Town against South Shields. £10 would turn into just over 150. 14, point, 14 to 1 and change. Pretty damn good. Um, and that's mainly Dave there, really boosting those odds. Yeah, I, I, Considering I, I Gordon like and I he... are around even money. Yeah, we we are contributing, not perhaps not as much to Dave as this is, um, but hey, if it comes in, fab. Yeah, and it's an hundred and fifty beans to charity, and it's an ambitious show this week because if you uh, combined all the picks for the mega twelve fold coupon, a fiver would turn into over ninety grand. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of national league games in there in Scottish League One and Scottish League Two, so have a wee check at your bookies max payout rules before doing that. It might not be worth putting a fiver on that if the max you can get out is twenty k. Um, it might be a pound accumulator um, if, if if you had a, a spare quid kicking about. Gentlemen, the first show of the year. That is a wrap. Um, Happy New Year to all our listeners. I hope you have a wonderful twenty twenty four. Gordo, Dave, anything to say before we wrap this up? Uh, just one, yeah, no, just one thing for me. I, I did forget to say that um, if you do, man, if you've got a fire stick and you watch your live football by other means, um, Solihull Moors against Woking is actually live on the National League TV on Saturday. So if you wanted to tune in, feel free. Excellent. There we go. I, 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 I don't. Um, and where will I be on Saturday? I'll be at Tannadice for Dundee United versus Green at Morton. Um, seeing, you know. Dun- seeing Dundee United be moved from either about <laughs> 40 seconds, perhaps, <laughs> yeah, depending on result, re-ranked. <laughs> so, so that's that's where I'll be. But yeah, yeah, if you can get the Solly Old Moors game, that, that's probably a better watch than uh, me watching Dundee United. Certainly a recent, although we did win at the weekend. Um, great stuff uh, a big ambitious show to start 2024 that is what we love to see uh, thank you to everyone for listening as always do join us on Facebook um, search Trample Bet Podcast we have a, a community of 300 people there talking about their bets for the weekend what they like notifying us if there's any good super boosts and all that sort of stuff uh, Bet365 had some excellent super boosts over the Christmas period some rubbish ones as well but um, we we pretty much got it right on which ones to back and which ones to avoid um, in the Facebook chat. And also we have a Patreon channel, so www.trampledbet.com. You'll find all the links to all that stuff. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a wonderful 2024. Have a great weekend's gambling. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.